All right, and welcome to another episode of Who's Lifting Today. We're going to be talking about why mental health is rising, as well as what strength training can do about it. And so the first thing I think we need to talk about, like, is mental health rising? That seems like the obvious first thing to go over. And the answer is yes. Like, when you look at the the stats on number of people who are depressed, have anxiety, that um, the answer has clearly gone up and mental health issues across the board are just going up um, every year as well. And there's really no sign of that going down. So talking about mental health is really, really important. And there's just some really crazy stats that exist now about mental health that are kind of alarming, but we're going to kind of explain as to why they are like things that like army casualties over the past 10 years is less than suicide rate in one year. So the suicide rate per year is more than 10 times the army rate of deaths. So that's pretty insane. Like we just have people like taking their lives more than ever before. Um, The cost of mental health is extremely high. We're talking more than any other illness, including heart attacks, like mental health disorders costs more. Um, And so I think people are aware that like mental health is rising, but I don't think they realize like to what extent and that this is, in my opinion, one of the major problem that we're going to have now, as well as like in the future. And we need to talk about how to resolve this. And we also need to know why, because we can't really solve this problem unless we know why the issue is. We can acknowledge it exists, but um, if we don't have like the origin of what's going on, then it's it's kind of hard to like solve a problem when you don't know like what the problem is. Is kind of an example, um, but it is on the rise, and we need to talk about why. And I have what I think are the three main reasons. The truth is that there's probably like several it's very multifaceted and like depending on who you talk to it's going to come with like different answers like different people are going to have different responses to this question these are the three that i think are the biggest and then we can kind of talk about how strength training helps that so we need to get all of those on the table and then we can kind of go on how strength training helps resolve these one by one the first relates to maslow's hierarchy of needs if anybody doesn't know what that is basically it's a well, it's, it's always drawn out as like a, you know, like a triangle, which has like different points to it and kind of talks about like what humans need and what they look for. Um, and the bottom of the pyramid is the most important. And the top of the pyramid is like, I guess, like the bo- the stuff at the bottom needs to be resolved first before you can move up the pyramid. And starting from uh, bottom to top is physiological needs. Uh, second is safety needs. Third is love and belonging. So this is like having family and friends who care about you and kind of communities and going through that. Um, The fourth is um, esteem. And we can talk about self-esteem as well as like respect and growth and recognition and freedom. And the fifth is self-actualization, which is like being the best of who you are. And that's at the very top. And basically Maslow's hierarchy of needs basically says you need the things at the bottom before you can start working with the things at the top. Um, Now, how does this relate to what we're doing now? So, as time has gone on, when you compare it to the past, the truth is that we've just like gone up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There are less people who are starving. There are less people where physiological needs are, are becoming more and more met. Safety needs are becoming more and more uh, met. And so we're, we're moving up Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, which just means that we have like new things that we focus on. Um, because now the problems are not, you know, when is my next meal going to be? Or have I, you know, created enough food um, for my child to survive 
um, the next year, kind of like things like that, is like now we have questions that are more about finding purpose and making sure we're loved and feeling like we have value. And those are kind of the issues that exist more so now than they used to before because when people talk about like what is their purpose in life, I, I, I regularly think about this for myself and like what I'm doing online and like what value is it bringing. Those questions are kind of a sign that like other needs are met. And that like you have shelter, you have food. And I don't want to like undermine that like poverty still exists. Like there are some people who have these problems, but it is way less than it used to be before. And it's pretty safe to assume that in the future, there will be less people with these problems and they'll move up the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And kind of the our questions now are, you know, jobs, our jobs tend to have like less meaning than they had before or are less valued. Um, there are a lot of people kind of wondering, like, why do I matter? Do I matter? Do, do people actually need me? Because that was very obvious before, is that before it was like, if you're a farmer uh, and you lived in a town or didn't live in a town, you know, like your your meaning of life was like pretty easy to answer. Like you grow food so that you can support your family so that no one dies of famine and so that they can grow up and have their own farms. And like it was a very easy concept. And even like 70 years ago, this was like an easier question because we just had like more people who were lower on Maslow's hierarchy of needs that like the physiological needs and safety needs just existed more. Like they were just more of a problem for more of the population um, in the world as well as like Western society. And now we just have a lot of questions that are like, you know, why do I matter? Like if I go to my work and do my job, like am I providing to society in some kind of way? Like do the actions that I take in life actually matter? Like is what I'm doing, is there a purpose? And this is, you know, we're getting into a lot like, you know, more like mental questions and like, you know, self-worth. And I think that that creates more mental health issues. And I know like for myself with my own depression, like there was a lot of that, like, why do I matter? Is there a reason that like I should, you know, go do this job today or what is my purpose on a day-to-day -day basis? And when you don't have that, that's when like mental health issues really skyrocket. And we're just seeing more of that where people have jobs that like at least appear to have like little meaning or they don't value the work that they do um, or you don't feel like you're needed as much. And, you know, society for and I think these like this, like like society's done a really good job in the long run of like being able to make sure that there's like less people starving, that there's like less famine over time. Like technology has allowed us to resolve a lot of issues that were major concerns before. Um, and these are good things, but now they've created more like mental health problems and more like individual. And we've kind of moved, you know, less from the safety and physiological needs to more to like love and belonging. Like, do you have friends and family that care about you? Um, you know, and when esteem, like, am I respected in society? Do I have freedom? Do I have recognition on what I do? Or does that not matter? Um, and then self-actualization is kind of one of those things that's like, once you have all of that resolved, you can kind of like move on to that. But most people can't reach there yet because in my in my opinion i think we are closer in the you know the esteem level or the love and belonging level and then self-actualization is once you're like you know you have freedom you have respect you have recognition and all your like needs are basically like it's it's interesting that like the higher you go up it's you know very very interesting that like as populations become you know um more prosperous and there's more of everything and those needs are met 
um, and that depression and anxiety are actually seen more in like middle to upper class people. Um, it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't exist in lower class, but it actually like when you look at the rates, it ends up being like kind of like a, a problem of the people who are well off, which is also like very interesting. And as the population becomes more well off, well, that just means that there's more mental health problems. And to be clear, like I'm not saying society shouldn't resolve a lot of these physiological or safety issues. Like it's good that they've done this and it's good that they've, you know, that you today, like almost for sure will be comfortable knowing that like you have a meal set up for you today. Like there will be a meal tomorrow that you don't have to hunt for your food. Like this is all great. This is all awesome. I'm happy that we're doing this, but it's going to create more like mental health issues because really that's like the big focus of our problems now. And so like a lot of, you know, um, safety and physiological problems have just become like mental health problems. And so that's like kind of the first one, like why do we matter and what is the meaning of life is now a question more of us have the luxury of questioning about like like wondering the meaning of life is is, is kind of like a, it's, it's almost like you're you're lucky to have that question in like a weird way um the second part is the comparison trap game has like never been higher so while you're wondering what your meaning of life is or like what your purpose is or do i have value there are people that you now it's kind of like there's always an easy way to find someone who's better off than you, whether that's financially, whether that's they have a bigger meaning, whether that they matter more. And th this is just easier to find now, like with social media, is that you can pretty much go on your phone now and find like a 19 year old millionaire who's changing lives, who like essentially like doesn't have to care about another dollar they make ever in their life. Um, and you can find them easily. And like that's super new like that's not something that was overly obvious um even 40 years ago before social media that you're able to you know if you want to feel subpar like you can find someone who's going to make you feel subpar and that the comparison trap has never been easier it goes straight to your phone you don't even have to be looking for it and it'll just come to you and that's also something that you know like the amount of times that i've like heard people who are like very like i would consider like i guess there are people in their 20s like still like pretty young for people who are listening i don't know what age you guys are but you know that to me that's like they're like oh like i have no value at work like i don't have like a, like you know like they don't they aren't aware of their meaning or purpose and really if you're in your 20s like that should not be a thing that you're concerned like you're in your 20s you're still a young adult you're still learning um, who you are as a person and what you want in life. And if, if you're not, you know, changing society with every, you know, with every Instagram post, like that should be fine. Like it's not one of those things, but now we have people, you know, if you want to find that 21 year old that is a millionaire and is changing lives, um, you can't. And it's like very easy to find them. There's probably news article. You could probably type in right now, like 21 year old millionaire, like saving lives. And I'm sure like people would pop up. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're more common than they used to be. It's just easier to find those people and learn more about them and you can follow them. Um, and this also exists for like aesthetics too. And this is like one of the main reasons that I've moved away from training people for aesthetics is that like, if you want to find a unbelievably beautiful human being, perfect physique just seems flawless um that's really easy and it makes the comparison trap really shitty because it's like if you were a person who you know like you're a certain level of attractiveness all right i don't know what attractiveness is. I, don't, I don't care but like whatever level you're at like you're gonna find someone who's got that thing you don't have is is you know no cellulite like it's thinner like more beautiful young whatever it's gonna be and this comparison trap is super super easy and it's very easy to find and 
your feed probably has it in mass. And that's something that needs to change as well is that like when you have these comparison traps, it's easy to feel subpar for where you are because comparing has just become so easy. So even if you're on like a very respectable route, you're going to feel subpar because you can find someone who's younger but accomplished more, um, looks better, etc. And this is something that we like need to move away from. And this is the reason that like I've moved away from aesthetics training is because I think it just creates like unnecessary comparisons that aren't beneficial um, to the lifter that I'm working with long term. The third point is chronic stress. So we need to talk about like what stress was made for and what stress does now is that the idea behind stress is that it would give you an acute level of alertness. It would make you more ready for a short-term activity. And the short-term activity could be hunting for something or making sure that you weren't hunted. If you were in danger, going back to like the safety um, part of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this allowed you to deal with that problem in the short term and you would have like elevated everything because it was short term and that was fine and you needed it for that specific scenario like you're trying to not get hunted by the tiger is like kind of like an example of this um but now we have chronic stress so it's the same system like i think that's important to understand too is that like like when you talk about like evolution and genetics like we have not evolved from that time that was super recent from like an evolutionary perspective and that we have chronic stress now on that we we're using this system but for months and this system was never meant to like we were never meant to be stressed months at a time uh it's not built for that and there's very serious health consequences that come from that and this also means that mental health rises from that just because your body does not have the ability to recover adapt like you you lower the level of stress so that you can feel that so that you can recover from that because that was always meant as like a short term that's like the 100 meter dash of your like evolutionary system and you're treating it like i i'm going to sprint 40k um and you're just not meant to sprint 40k it's not how it works it's not what stress is meant for and at the end of the day this is also why like self-care and like de-stressing like regardless of what your life situation is life is so important because chronic stress just leads to anxiety uh depression like physical health characteristics and like there's, there's like direct correlational studies on you know like if you have chronic stress like you, the chances of you developing problems in the future um drastically increase in a very noteworthy level and so chronic stress i think is also one of the main reasons why mental health is on the rise okay so we've kind of like addressed the concern here like why mental health is rising and there's other, I'm sure there's like others that I miss, but I think those are like the big three that uh, affect most people. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, all right, like this is rising, but like what does strength training have to do with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Um, and we're going to talk about that right now because the, like strength training can help all three of these. I'm not going to sit here and say like if you deadlift 300 pounds, like you're never going to have depression again. Like that's not how it works. But I do believe that strength training is going to help you in the short term and long term and could be helpful as part of the process and could be a valuable asset to your mental health. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that what, what strength training does is it gives you a focus and allows you to feel accomplished both in the short term and long term. 
short term, you feel accomplished because you've got a workout in like you're feeling, you know, you you've given yourself a place that you can feel accomplished. Weights are slightly, you know, are slowly going up as time goes on. And it gives you a purpose because it gives you something to work towards. I want a 300 pound deadlift or I want my first pull up or I want to be able to lift weight I haven't lifted before. So it gives you that short term purpose. And also gives you that long-term purpose when you accomplish that goal, when you finally get that deadlift you've always wanted, when you finally get that pull-up. And this gives you like, you know, when people talk about like, what is the meaning of my life in the short term and long term, like strength training can be one of those. I had a deadlift goal of 500 pounds for four and a half years. And while I did have mental health issues in that process, it gave me a purpose. It gave me something to do from a day to day. Um, And when you have mental health issues, having something to work towards is massive. Um, people always talk about the end goal and people always talk about like, you know, I want this, I want this much money, whatever it is. Um, but the journey is what needs to be talked about more is that like, yes, I got the 500 pound deadlift, technically 501. Um, but it's not about that. It's it's really about like, you know, having a having purpose, having meaning for a long period of time, being able to say that I've accomplished something. And like, you know, this kind of really relates to the esteem Maslow's hierarchy of needs like and, and on like a lower level, like self-actualization. So if that's where our problems are now, I do think that strength training helps resolve that. And there's a real mental health benefit that works there um i think it also gives you a place of control you control the environment you control you know the weights are going to do the same you can control what exercises you do what your program looks like and for someone who doesn't feel like they have meaning at their job this does allow them to have like meaning in a different environment like i lift weights because it makes me feel badass or something along those lines and for this is gonna be very different for everybody but i do believe that strength training does help improve those maslow's hierarchy of needs and makes you feel accomplished um it doesn't help resolve like why do i matter i suppose you could like make the case that um, you know, I'm stronger, which means I can do this, which means I can contribute more to society. But I think that would still be pretty individual. Um, so that's how I think it relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The second is that um, when we're talking about a comparison trap. What we're talking about is feeling inadequate compared to somebody else. Strength training, the journey is really about you and bettering yourself. Like it's really about I was at this level and now I've accomplished this. And it makes the journey more within yourself as opposed to how I compare to other people. As a coach, I can't tell you that you're gonna look better than this person, that you're gonna have this person's physique, that you're going to uh, lose this much weight and look exactly like that person. But I can make you stronger and I can make the journey about yourself and I can show you um, that you've gotten stronger. Like we can look at old workout programs and be like, I lifted 10 pounds and now I lift 30 pounds for the same exercise with more reps. Like I've gotten stronger and it relates more to who you are and what you've accomplished and making the journey about you as opposed to like how you stack up on your like Instagram feed as kind of an example. So for that reason, I think that strength training is really beneficial um, for removing that like comparison trap in your life. The third one is the chronic stress. So strength training really just gives you a break from that. Is that the, the issue is that you're always stressed. So strength training can give you this place where you're, n- where you're not worried about that thing you're stressed about. It gives you a break away from that. And that does have really positive health outcomes is that even if it's 30 minutes a day 
one of those things like you just have a 30 minute break from that chronic stress like your body can kind of you know focus on something else um you know focus on having a good workout and enjoying your workout and having fun as opposed to whatever the issue is of giving you chronic stress and this like does translate into like better mental health outcomes in the long run and you'll hear a lot of people who are like long-term lifters when they're lifting like their mental health is better on a day-to-day basis and they feel better and they feel better about their lives in the long run um and then when they don't train that like it kind of comes back and that this is kind of the you know the value of having regular exercise in your life is decreasing the level of chronic stress that you have and just having a break regardless of like what your problems are whether they are like financial or life or whether it's about you know you're not happy with your job or your job has very little meaning um, or you're not sure why you matter that isn't something you should be constantly worried that you shouldn't have to think about that literally all day every day there has to be some kind of break around that but it is one of those things that like just telling people to stop worrying about that is like pretty useless information we want to make sure that you you know you're doing something in the process during that break and i think strength training is a really valuable break from that i know it is for myself is that if i'm overly stressed at least that like there's a break of strength training that lets me move away um, from whatever is causing the chronic stress so i really do believe that like strength training is one of those things that can really value your mental health um, both in the short term and in the long term and i encourage you to talk to anybody who you know, has been a lifter for a long time and has seen, you know, like strength training results, like what, when they talk about the strength training aspect, it really is a benefit to their life, both in the short term and long term. And I think can really help with this like mental health issue. If we had more people lifting weights, if we had more people exercising that, like, I think this major problem that we have, um, could at least be, um, minimized and in like some cases, like could be resolved depending on the person. So I hope this was helpful. I hope I've like made a really good case for like why mental health is rising as well as what strength training can do about it. Um, again, you know, I'm a big fan of strength training specifically. I think it has unique benefits and yeah, I just hope you enjoyed the episode, but this has been uh, another episode of who's lifting today and thanks for listening.